Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Injured List, in the How Did You Hear About Podco section of the application. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List podcast, Brian Scott. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the room. Let's get this party started. Anybody have any questions they want to know or questions to ask, I should say, please come on up. Raise your hand. Ask away. Want to know about your favorite injured athletes? Want to know what's going on with them, whether or not to start them on your roster? This is your chance. I'm here. We're going to Get the game on in the background here, the Thursday night game, Washington versus the New York Giants. So uh, we'll have that playing in the back once we get started here, if we're still live, which we are. We're live and recording. This is going to be a podcast episode that I will release tomorrow morning. So if you miss anything tonight, feel free to jump on tomorrow and list, uh, listen on your any of your favorite podcast outlets, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you can find me on that streaming service the Injured List podcast. Thank you. Uh, so welcome. Anybody that wants to come in and um, have questions about their favorite athletes, uh, whether it be just as a fan or if you got some fantasy football stuff that you want to try and figure out or if you're making some bets on the game, want to know what the chances are of a player starting and doing well, this is your chance to ask away. And um, <clears throat> been going to be doing this every week on Thursday evenings at about 7 p.m., so feel free to tune in. Uh, raise your hand feature is on. So if you want to come up to the stage, ask some questions, raise your hand. We'll bring you up. Now is your chance. And um, Giants uh, got some injuries as their, of their own. Uh, Evan Ingram out. <clears throat> Probably going to be out for a while, given this uh, gentleman's injury history. Saquon Barkley played last week, had about 10 carries, didn't look so hot. And 
if you listened before, that's what I said. Um, he's coming back from an ACL and meniscus tear surgery and uh, the likelihood of him being as explosive and powerful as he was before is not very high because first game in over a year and he looked a little rusty, which is what I expected for at least a few weeks here. Apparently was listed as questionable heading into the tonight's game, probably due to the short rest period because they're not playing on a Thursday after playing on a Sunday afternoon late. So that um, wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't suit up. If he does, I'm sure he's probably going to see some limited action. I don't think he'll have more than the 10 carries he had last week unless he starts showing some crazy, crazy bursts of speed and energy and demands it or commands it. But otherwise, I don't think we'll see much more out of him than we did last week. So um, that's one example. And uh, plenty of others to go around. I know there's a lot of teams that are dealing with injuries of their own. Obviously, Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic will not be playing for Washington. He's out with a hip injury. I haven't heard the details of his hip injury, but apparently significant enough that he's going to miss several weeks from what they've been reporting. Could be something simple like a little hip pointer. Could be a groin strain. Uh, probably not anything serious, but probably significant enough that it's hampering him quite a bit, causing him to have to miss some time. So kind of curious if you guys are Washington fans and you want to know what is going on with him, provide me some information and I'll try and give you the best answers that I can based on what uh, we hear and read in the press. Keep in mind, I'm just going off the same stuff that you guys are going off of. Uh, I don't have any behind the scenes input or knowledge of anything. I'm not in the NFL. I don't work in the NFL, but I do work in sports medicine and orthopedic surgery. So I know a lot about these injuries. I know a lot about the most common injuries that occur. I know about the ways we go about treating them and what the recovery times are and what to expect when guys are coming off these types of injuries. So I have a vast knowledge of this stuff, been doing it for about 20 years now. With that being said, if you guys want to come up on stage, raise your hand and I will get you up here and you can ask away. Um, When you come up, I just ask that you introduce yourself, uh, ask about the player and give me some injury information. If I don't know about it, I can't help you. And I don't know everybody's injury status. I can't follow everyone's injury status. So I do the best I can with the time I got and what I know. So if you guys want to come up on stage, now's your chance. And again, I got the game on in the background and uh, watching on the NFL game day kickoff on the NFL network. So that's what I have on in the back here. Come on in. Ask away. I don't like calling up people, but I might have to start bringing people up if you've got questions.
Fresh King of Philly. Used to live in Philly for a little bit. Got anything you want to ask? Any players you need information hey, on? Hey, yeah, man. Um, you know, I came in um, from the very beginning, but I was actually doing something. So I, I heard you talking <laughs> no about the... Um, yeah, I heard you talk about the Giants and Washington game, and uh, yeah. you know I'm in about thirty big money leagues, um, and I'm, okay. I'm I'm worried about Saquon. So, yeah, you should. You be. know, you got any inf- <laughs> you got any information on Saquon? Not only for this week, but you know, moving forward. So uh, I would be very worried about him too. I've been worried about him uh, since he got hurt last year, and you know the, what what came about later with regards to his injury was that apparently not only did he have the ACL reconstructed, but he also had a meniscus repair. Which of the two things regarding those injuries, that's probably the more worrisome of the two. ACL reconstructions have been pretty well um, perfected over the years. The problem with the meniscus injuries is that those don't often take very well. They don't often heal as uh, intended. They don't um, have good success. Um, There's not very good outcomes. And that's not any part of the fault of the surgeons. It's just physiology. And oh, that right, is right. what usually causes the rehab to take so long and probably why it took him so long to get back on the field under game-like conditions. Um, so is it, is it the physical contact of, of the body blows that the, you know, your average running back takes during the game, or is it the jump cuts that he's going to be making that I should be worried about with the meniscus? All the above, <laughs> unfortunately. <Okay. laughs> um, it's all the above. I mean, uh, the meniscus are basically like the two shock absorbers in your knee. Those are the structures that prevent uh, and protect the cartilage of the knee from getting damaged. And when you start having cartilage damage in the knee, that's problematic. That's basically what arthritis is. And once you start getting arthritis as an NFL football player, your number, your days are uh, quickly numbered. Um, So anytime you plant, twist, change direction, you're putting stress on those meniscus structures. And if the repair was significant and depending on what type of tear, what type of where the tear was in on the meniscus, like location wise, then the repair, the success of these repairs is not very good. And it's just a matter of time to see whether or not it actually bothers him. So I was concerned when I read earlier today that he was actually listed as questionable. Um, I think that has a lot to do with the short turnaround time from Sunday's late afternoon game to uh, Thursday night game. Right. So, uh, you know, I when I uh, when we did the preseason uh, draft stuff and we did a uh, last week's talk, um, I had said that I would be hesitant to take him high first round this year. That I would probably wait to see if he slipped down a little bit before nabbing him you know, for your fantasy. You know what? He slipped um, to me at the, the top of the second round. I mean, oh yeah, I had the first pick in the second round, so I had you know went and grabbed Pat Mahomes early, and then you know I seen Saquon was starting to slip, and I was like, you know, it's you know top notch running back. I know he's coming off an injury, but yeah you know, worth taking with, you know, and I ended up grabbing Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones later. So. Oh, I totally agree. With, that was a good move on your part. I think it's, I think he, you still, it's hard to not put him on your bench at least, right? It's not, it's hard to not right. to pass up a guy like him in the early second round. If you have the opportunity to grab him because there's it's I, a long season and there's still got a lot of time. Left. I don't know. I, um, I would not have grabbed Saquon <laughs> and I'm a Giants fan until at least the fourth round. Oh, well, that's assuming he lasts oh, that long right. though. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way, you know, yeah. somebody of his, his body, his, his level of uh, athleticism lasts even out of. I'm surprised he lasted to the second round. Yeah, I was like, you know, y'all kids don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the problem with that, he probably, he may have slipped to the fourth round, but the issue is like we didn't really get to see him in action. He didn't do anything in the preseason. 
He barely suited up for full contact practice. So it's hard to really gauge where he's going to be at. So unless you knew that going in, unless you had that ability to kind of see with your own eyes where he was physically, it's hard to pass him up that early. So understandable. You know, I, I, I've been very, I, w- I don't want to say pessimistic, but I've been cautiously optimistic about his recovery and where he's going to be at, uh, especially at this point in the season. Um, barring any major setbacks, any major problems or complications, I think he'll come come around to being at least somewhat uh, of a shell of what he was. I, I don't know if we're going to see the explosive Saquon breaking off 80, 75-yard runs that we saw a few years ago. Um, but, you know, even like a Saquon at 85% of him, his former self is still better than a lot of other running backs in this league and it can still compete at a very high level and be very productive. So um, we'll have to see how it plays out, but I would definitely uh, tread cautiously with um, using him as a go-to guy in your league, in your roster. Yeah, you know what? And I even, uh, I started to bench him this week um, and in certain leagues, like I know in one of my Yahoo leagues, um, you know, I had drafted, I took uh, Saquon and I ended up taking um, Najee Harris and then later in the draft, I took Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, this is a redraft league, so uh-huh. Um, you know, players like that aren't, aren't, you know, players that, uh, you know, necessarily be drafted, but I took Javante Williams for, you know, a reason like this. Yeah. So now I ended up benching Saquon for, for essentially for Javante Williams. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad move. Uh, I got Javante Williams on my, uh, roster. Um, I went a little wide receiver heavy this year. I had some pretty bad luck with running backs last year, including this year too. I just lost Raheem most hurt, um, again, because, uh, he had an injury to his knee and, he had cartilage injury to his knee. Apparently chipped a piece of cartilage off and it's floating around his knee, which is never a good thing you want to hear. Probably right, they're saying six to eight week recovery for him. I'd be shocked. You know what? If he's I actually, um, I seen a report earlier or yesterday, I believe. I'm not sure if you got a chance to check it out yet, but he actually is getting surgery. Knee ending surgery. Yeah. And he's going to be out for the season. That's exactly what I would expect to hear. So when I heard this, right. that's what I was trying to say. When I heard the six to eight weeks, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that dude's not going to have surgery for that. Like, there's just no way. So Right. And, and a player like Raheem Mostert, you know, he has an extensive um, knee injury history problem to begin with. Yeah. I wasn't expecting him to really last a, a long time anyway. I know, you know, not to keep bringing it back to fantasy football, but in one of my right. leagues, I, I even made a big splash trade to go grab Joe Mixon for that very reason. Yeah. Um, or, you know what? I grabbed Dalvin Cook. I already had Joe Mixon. I went and grabbed Dalvin Cook because I was going into the season with Raheem Mostert being my second running back, and I just wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah, you made a smart move. History. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I got a glimpse of him in the preseason. He looked great, and uh, I didn't. I thought he would last at least more than two carries. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, this is this is the nature of the sport. Unfortunately, uh, things take a sudden and quick, drastic turn very easily. It could take one play. And um, this is what happens. Uh, um, a lot of other injuries happen this this first week. There's been quite a few. Um, and I'm not even talking about the stuff that happened prior to week one, like with the Ravens running back situation and all that stuff. Um, you look at the New York Jets, just to, since we were talking about Washington and New York, um, the Jets lost Mekhi Becton. Uh, sounds like he had a dislocated kneecap and possibly a ligament injury. He's probably going to be sidelined for quite a while, probably a couple months at least. Hopefully he'll avoid any type of surgical treatment. It sounds like he may 
have also injured some cartilage in his knee as a result of that uh, patella dislocation. Um, that could be very problematic for a guy his size having to play on the line. So not a good uh, thing for the Jets, especially when you've got your rookie quarterback sensation up back there now. Um, you know, all pro lineman in Kai Becton, the guy that basically anchored that line. So that's a pretty significant blow to the Jets front line. Um, yeah, uh, there was a couple other injuries um, that occurred. I think the, um, uh, and you guys can probably help me more with this. So if you know of any other ones, let me know. But let's talk yeah, about Ryan. Let's talk about Ryan Fitz. Fitz Magic. Oh, yeah. How could I forget or, Fitz Magic? Or, or Fitz Tragic, as I call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't, how you you look can't at call it, right? Ron Fitz Tragic because, uh, <laughs> you know what? Last yeah, season, yeah, he, yeah, he did all right. He did all right. He did all right last season. <laughs> he's been injured yes i can call him that well again oh, this is a guy man. that you know uh whether he's injured or not he doesn't seem to last more than a half a season no matter what's going on he either sputters out and goes from being uh great to subpar and then gets substituted out or replaced um or he gets injured and in this case he's injured not well you know what L- last season last season uh, you you can't really blame that on him. I think it was it was the Dolphins with Tua trying Correct. to figure out okay, do we got I, this guy? I agree with that Correct. one season, <laughs> but that's one season <laughs> through a career. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Ryan brings yeah, up a good right. point there. <laughs> so wait, I believe he has a, a dislocated hip or um, some sort of. Is that uh, what they said? Hip, I, I don't know. I have all I heard was hip injury, and I haven't seen much more detail was, about um, other than that. You know, I forgot the the exact name of it. Did they say it was, hip pointer hip injury. It wasn't a hit pointer. It no. was a, a much bigger word that I'm I'm forgetting the name. Let me take of. a look. I could look it up here while we're chatting. Uh, see if I can find any more. But info. it's a it's an injury that's going to cause him to miss. Um, I, I think I seen a report that oh said he's he having surgery the entire season. Oh, he yeah, might he, he might have tore his season. labrum. Did he tear his labrum? Let's see. I don't think I'm a, I'm gonna have to look at, look up the word. Yeah, I'm looking it up uh, now. Let's see. There's NBC Sports is reporting that he's having surgery on his hip. Right. Oh, he yeah, had a so subluxation. Okay. Yeah. So, see, that's the word I was thinking of, but I didn't want to say it. It sounds stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the word. Uh, um, uh, so that's know, pretty bad, actually. That's um. Okay, so that's not as bad as having a dislocation, but essentially what it is is before your hip dislocates, it subluxes, meaning it popped out, but it popped out in spontaneously. So he was damn near close to dislocating his hip, which is what happened to Tua back in college. Right. And that's problematic. Right. <laughs> Um, and at this point in Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, like we see, we're starting to see Tua bounce back. But at this point, Fitzpatrick's career, like how, how much, number one, how much does he have in the tank? I know, you know, the numbers are pointing upwards where it seems like he seems to be getting better as he's going along, like Tom Brady, not on the same trajectory as, you know, obviously, but in the sense where, you know, he's putting up better numbers. But like I said, at this point in his career with that kind of injury and the severity of it, and then on top of it, you throw in surgery. Oh, it's not good. It's going to take to come back from it. Like, you know, how old is he now? Is he like 35, 36? No, actually, I think he's even older than that. I think, is he? Um, oh. I believe he's 37, going to be 38. Ooh. This, um, you're going to hear it here first. Uh, this could be the beginning of the end for Ryan Fitzmagic. Um, those are tough surgeries to bounce back from. Any type of hip surgery when you're talking about that particular part of the hip anatomy, which usually entails some type of labor repair, which is the stuff that kind of stabilizes the hip socket. When you have a subluxation of the hip, it basically means that the hip joint basically 
the ball popped out of the socket and then spontaneously popped back in. But the problem is you usually damage something along the way. And in this case, it's usually the labrum. And when that happens, that's a problem. And that often requires surgery. But the problem with that is the surgeries are very difficult to bounce back from, especially when you get older in your career and you've been out there doing this type of thing for a while. And, and it's football. So not, not good news uh, if you're a Ryan Fitzpatrick fan or if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's a bummer. Uh, that must have came to light after they got an MRI this week because I didn't hear about that until just now. So unfortunate for him. Uh, not, not good news. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Um, Ryan's going to be out. <laughs> you know what? Ryan Fitzpatrick is 38 years Ooh. old for November 24th. So Ooh. turning 39. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the end for my man. Start, yeah, start, di- like. yeah, start digging the ditch. <laughs> that's bad. It's 30. It, the career's over. Uh, yep, I would not be surprised if this Heineke? is the ultimate nail in the coffin or... I should say, well, I hate using that term because it implies much worse things. But you know, you what know I mean. what? I I think <laughs> I think I don't even I, I don't even know if I would go ultimate because it, I think it's the first nail in the coffin. But I think this is you, you. I think you will you you could see Fitzpatrick play again, but the Fitzpatrick that we know, I don't give it more than another season or two. Um, oh, he's this I think, is going to take him a long time to bounce back from. The recovery right. time and, usually for and, this and, is and at the, least nine months. And the Ryan that we know, it it is barely hanging on <laughs> two second string jobs That's mostly. Right. So like, yeah. yeah, he he's out of the league. Well, he was he was starting. Um, he's been starting. For the past, you know, a couple of seasons. Come um, on, we, we, we know, going, we, we know, we know that's not a QB one. Let, no, let, yeah. Let, well, I don't real. think it's a. Is it a franchise quarterback? Though? But can he start for one year for for a team that's that that has? Wait, uh, did you just say one year? No, I. You know, I think it's just a matter of him capitalizing on opportunities that kind of came his way and were kind of put. Right, of I think, and I think that I think that's exactly what he is. But I think I think people get caught up on a narrative that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a is a is a terrible quarterback, and I just I don't I don't happen to agree with that. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a solid one year starting quarterback, a bridge quarterback, like an Andy Dalton kind of quarterback, a uh, just a quarterback that you like. If you have a young guy, right, like a Zach Wilson, if you have a young guy and and you wanted to play Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year with the Jets just to see what he could do with the, with those young weapons that they have. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. So can Ryan Fitzpatrick bounce back from this injury and potentially start for another team down the road for one season? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. 
I don't know if I'm going to agree with you there. I had you right up until that very last statement. Um, uh, he, you know, he's okay. He's okay. He's an NFL quarterback. Uh, he's probably better served now uh, in your locker room or in your quarterback meeting room than on the field actually that, taking snaps. That's your QB coach. <laughs> uh, but after coming back from something like this at the Ooh. age of 38, that's going to be really, it's really It's going to be difficult. And I think right. it's going to be, I don't think, I don't think, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to put up the numbers that he that he's going to put up, but I do stand on the fact that let, let um, him stand on the sideline be. and coach QBs. Yeah, all yeah. right. Can that be his role too? As yeah, really absolutely. I think that I think in some cases, role. some guys are better served doing that. They actually are more valuable in that role. And a guy like Fitzmagic, with all the experience he's had, being all the places he's had, and having to go through some of the things he's had, can probably uh, cultivate a young quarterback much better than some of these coaches that are out there who have no experience at, with the position at all. You know. Um, yeah, why not? Like, I'd rather have him like that. I mean, you go, you look at a guy like uh, Alex Smith, you know, I, he served in that role, uh, when he was coming back from his injury and may actually serve in that role now going forward, now that he retired with that horrible leg injury. And that's a guy I'd want in my locker room. Wouldn't you? I mean, if it's magic, I'd take him along with Alex Smith. Yeah, any absolutely. Of those two. Bring him, you know, bring him to Philadelphia, yeah. but coach up Jalen Hurts a little yeah. bit. I mean, I know Fitzpatrick isn't really a, a running style. Jalen's but... doing just fine right now. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt yeah, to have a guy I mean, like Fitzpatrick. Against a below-average defense, yeah, we're, he's doing just fine. Well, you know, but, um, you know, there is one. There is one, Every, one more everybody wants to forget about the two games Jalen played last year, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's a fresh start. He's, everyone's giving him a fresh start. I, that's fair. I mean, come on. He's a rookie. He was a rookie. Yeah. My, my point being Jalen played really good. In, against in, another below average in, defense in the Cardinals. I'll give you the Ravens game. The Ravens game, he surprised that, me a little that, bit. That's my whole point. People want to forget about that game. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give like you that never game. happened. Down, they, I believe they were down big in that game and he ended up bringing them back. And, and, uh, and but, people want to forget about week 17 where he was actually playing well. He was bringing them back. Right. When against he got the team pulled. that had uh, playoff aspirations, in the, I believe it was uh, was it the Giants they were playing Week Seventeen? No, it was not the Giants. But Who? The, if they had won, the Giants would have been in. Right, that's right, that's right. They, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. Um, and they had pulled Jalen Hurts um, right. in that game, and Jalen was actually bringing them back at the time, right. which is the ironic part to that. Mm-hmm. Which looks is like why the, I say everybody Eagles look like forgets about Jalen. Eagles look like they're in good shape as far as injuries go. I don't think they've, they're losing any major um, players. Like I think what Zach Ertz um, I believe Zach Ertz has a questionable tag yeah. going into this week. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, no. Yeah. So they're in good shape. I, I mean, anything. Landon Dickerson looks like he's uh, he's recovering well. Um, from his injury, so, and uh, I know last week he wasn't questioned. I believe last week he was activated. Oh, you just said the bat. Landon Dickerson. I did a big spread on him in the my preseason NFL draft injury analysis, and he was one of the major guys I discussed. He's got an extensive injury history before he even got to college. <laughs> um, right. Oh, he's blo- blown out both knees uh, and had some pretty other significant injuries and lost a lot of time in his collegiate career. So um, hopefully that dude, uh, as he matures a little bit, maybe his body will mature a little bit with him and uh, he won't be so prone to injury, but the dude's been injury prone for a while. It's supposed to be amazing when he's out there. Problem is getting him out there and keeping him out there. 
Right. Yeah. No, that's understandable. But it's looking like he's getting healthier. Um, from what I'm seeing, as far as like you know, just this season. Um, because the Eagles, you know, they got him on their active roster. They got him listed as healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, going into this week. Um, you know, he's going to be a backup guard probably to start off, uh, be a, almost a swing lineman play, you know, either guard position or center. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and he's a valuable piece to Philadelphia, um, for some of the stuff they like to do, getting that six, uh, that six big body on that line to, to help for some of these wheel routes that Miles Sanders likes to do. So I'm interested to see what he could do in the game plan and, and interested to see if he could stay healthy moving forward. Yeah. He is a, the really he's the big a, question a very him. versatile player. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he the guy's like freakishly athletic for his size. If you ever watch some of the interviews that uh, he's done or some of the former teammates that he's had who have been interviewed in the background, he's like doing, cartwheels and like somersaults right and at a guy his size he does it pretty he makes it look pretty easy so he's pretty agile pretty athletic for a dude his size again it just comes down to injuries and staying healthy with him so like i said maybe you know get a year older a couple years older here a little more mature physically maybe different training regimen working with some of the uh training strength and conditioning staff uh, with the eagles you know maybe that'll serve him good and keep him fresh and get him back on the field and keep him there where he belongs so We'll have to see how that plays out. But uh, definitely Absolutely. interested to see how he does once he's out there because apparently when he is out there, he's a stud. And was very highly uh, ranked as far as uh, interior linemen go, but just never could get past that injury uh, issue. Um, and a lot, of shied, a lot of teams shied away from him because of it during the draft and the combine and stuff. So, yeah, Even being ranked as, um, you know, I'm a big, uh, big combine guy, big uh, pre-draft guy. He was um, being ranked by some of the top guys, you know, like Mel Kuyper um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a late second or late first round pick. Yeah. Um, and I did see him or, you know, mid, um, you know, I would say top 20s was the earliest I've seen him going. But the fact that he was even viewed as a first round pick, yeah. you know, speaks volumes about how people see him as far as his athleticism, despite the injury history. Yeah. Because you see guys like, you know, Dalvin Cook, guys like, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, who struggled with injuries a little bit in college or in high school, you know, fall into that second round. Dalvin Cook was projected to go as high as, um, you know, the top 14 mm-hmm. um, when he was drafted. But with this, I believe he had a shoulder injury that kept him out of the first round altogether. And then, uh, you know, Minnesota, unfortunately, jumped Philly and uh, and took him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens with a lot of guys. Um, you it know, like it I said, does. I have they... trouble taking Mel Kuyper seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Mel's been so wrong so often. And, and and a lot of people say that you're not the only one. That that taking Mel seriously, I I, I just can't. You know, it was just uh that was just one of the names that just happened to pop into my head. I have seen him in <laughs> in a in a few uh mock drafts before the season uh before the draft started where Landon Dickinson was going, you know, twenty second or twenty third, and I was just you know, this dude and then I ended up looking up his game tape. And I could, you could, you could see why the athleticism is there, the ability to get out on some of those linebackers, because yeah. not every guard can can move as fast as Landon can move. Where you know you're 300, you know you're 300 pounds moving at four seven and being able to get out on some of those fast linebackers to to help your running backs. Yeah, no, or, yeah. Or, and, and a guy like Jalen Hurts to help that scrambling quarterback. A guy like Landon Dickerson with Jalen Hurts is going to be the most indispensable piece because nobody else on that line is as fast as him. Right. Yep. Yep. For sure, man. They'll definitely benefit from uh, his return. Hopefully, uh, for them, it's sooner rather than later. And uh, yeah, I forget. I forget absolutely. what injury he's coming off like an ACL, isn't he? 
<laughs> yep. ACL injury, I believe, is um is exactly what he's coming off of. Yeah. Uh, big time knee injury, and uh, you know it sucks. But fortunately for him, the the signs that ACL injuries um, are are documented, and uh, it, it seems like you know ACL injuries over the years, players are coming back from them um, a lot faster and being able to return to their to their previous forms. Well, you know what helps him is I think he actually had one on the other knee fixed too, so he's been through this once, and um, right, it looks like he's you know that that helps for sure. Kind of know what to expect, having been through mm-hmm. it. Uh, so that right. but yeah, the ACL, ACL surgery right. come a long way. In a short and time. that's the thing that worries people about McCaffrey this year is that ACL and coming back from that. No, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian. No, no, no. He had a AC joint separation. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a shoulder injury. He had a high ankle sprain and he had a AC joint injury last year that kept him out. Not oh, okay. Any, yeah. But- I thought part of that was an ACL. Uh, not to my knowledge, unless I miss something. But uh, shoulder shoulder injury, AC joint injury, which is not, uh, it's a ligament, but it's a shoulder ligament. Right. Not in the shoulder joint, it's a different area of the shoulder. But most guys in football will probably have that at some point in their career and bounce back easily from that. But um, uh, as far as I know, he didn't have any major knee injury. So let me... um Speaking... Oh, go ahead. Bro. Oh, I'm I was just going to reset the room, and you know, hey, if you guys have any other guys you want to ping in here, please feel free to do so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm actually um just finishing up these last five uh five lineups that I got to set for fantasy <laughs> league. Then I'm gonna start pinging in some people. Yeah, please do. Uh, I know there's a lot more questions out there. I'm sure because there's a lot of guys that are uh, dealing with stuff and have been listed, you know, on the injury reports during the week as day to day or questionable. Or yeah, I was just getting ready to or... ask you guys. Speaking of a guy that's coming back from injury, Will Fuller. I'm, I'm, I'm. A lot of my leagues, I'm, I'm looking at who I got in that receiver, and like, eh, are they better than Will Fuller, or is Will Fuller better than them? And uh, if they're, if they're, if this is more like a horizontal kind of thing, I'm putting the guy in over Will Fuller. But I got a guy here in Emmanuel Sanders that I'm, I'm not a like, you know, he had, a, he had a solid week last week. I think he can do more. But would you guys? Well, who would you put in there? Will Fuller or Emmanuel Sanders? Well, Will Fuller coming off the injury, but having an opportunity against, uh, I believe they're playing the Colts. Are you playing the Colts? What was what was he out for? Was he the one uh, that was found Will to Fuller, have? Oh, you know what? Never mind. Was he performance was, was enhancing? Suspension. Suspension. That's right. It wasn't an injury. It was suspension. Was he suspended um, performance for performance enhancing? Yeah, that's what I right. thought. Yeah. Um, right. So, well, you got to wonder. So, I, you know, whenever I hear a player having gone through that, the next thing I wonder is how much did that really enhance their performance on the field? And um, usually the evidence of that becomes very apparent very quickly. Um, because for some people in some sports, performance-enhancing drugs can make the difference between being an all-pro or being a second-tier guy. And um, yeah, well, sometimes you don't know that until they've gone off the juice and they're suspended or have to come back from a suspension and suddenly they don't have that uh, extra boost that they had before. And, um, you know, the other thing that guys often will take, <laughs> the other thing that guys will often take those performance enhancing stuff for, and they don't really specify what those drugs were, is to help speed up recovery and stay healthy. 
Right. So that's another thing you got to worry about. Was this guy trying to maybe mask some injuries that he was dealing with and trying to recover? You know what? So, and there's even, I mean, they even list marijuana as yeah. a, a performance-enhancing well, drug. But, so he could have just been smoking a little bit of, you know, a little bit of pot and, and been put on, uh, you know, been suspended because of that. So Possible. But, possible. Uh, you know, according to Megatron, and if you listen to Megatron's statement, it technically is. What uh, marijuana being right? Could Megatron talked about how when he was in the NFL, he always he smoked after every game to deal with the mental. Yeah. Oh well. Well, If you have to deal with the mental, that is now performance enhancing. Oh yeah. Well, aside aside, along with that, it also has a lot of physical uh, benefits. I mean, there's no secret about marijuana's medicinal benefits for people with chronic pains and, you know, right. recovering from major surgeries or having gone through cancer treatments, so, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, it has a known physiological effect and psychological right. effect. And for, so, for individual athletes, right. I mean, it affects everybody differently um, for the stuff. Right. That's what they need. That's what gets them through. So absolutely. Right. right. My, yeah. my point is a lot of people want to go, Oh, it's not performance enhancing. Right. Well, according to Megatron's own statements, which we now have, uh, that shifts now. Now it kind of looks more like it is. Well, I'm sure he's not the first one that would probably tell you that. Maybe he's the first oh, one to kind of out, sure, out openly said it. He's the first one but... to go. Right. <laughs> it was, oh, that was open on record. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's the first one to do that, but I'm sure behind the scenes or behind closed doors, you'd probably hear that from m- most of these guys. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. So, I mean, being in the medical field, is, is, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's we, we know that that's what it does, and that's what it's for, and that's what people use it for. Um, you know, but we know it's illegal in sport, and some guys are probably doing it and getting away with it, and then that's been kind of the nature of the beast for years and years and years in many, many sports. Uh, right. So, but uh, let me um, <clears throat> reset the room here because I want to uh, see if we can get more people up. Uh, we got Kristen down there. Uh, in the audience if she wants to come up. Um, You're listening to the Injured List Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store 
with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash bluewire. When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Scott? You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. All right, guys. Keep coming with those questions. If you have an athlete that is injured, you want to get some information you want to know what you should do, you're in the right room. Bring in your friends. Ping them in. Bring them in. Let's get to it. Game starting uh, probably another, what, 35, 40 it minutes? It starts at 8.20. 8.20, so like 40 minutes from now. Yeah. Um, I'll have it on in the background. Last week we went a little bit over and uh, watched a little bit of the game on the background here. But um, usually try to end it before kickoffs. So we can all get to it and enjoy it. And right. uh, go from there. Um, how did you do this uh, past week, Ryan, in your fantasy leagues or any other stuff? Um, I don't play fantasy only because with doing what I do, I just feel like that's something not for me. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I can respect that. I'll tell you how I did. Not too good. Not too good at all. <laughs> I know, I I know a lot of people who did not too good. (laughs) In fact, I should probably follow my own advice because I picked up a couple guys that already got injured, and I'm not happy about it. In fact, I had uh, Raheem Mustard, and I had uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who I picked up in some late rounds that I thought maybe was going to play and did not. And I'm not happy about that because he was actually looking fairly good, I thought, in the preseason. But obviously, he's not ready to go yet, so not sure what what his status is going to be for this weekend. But, um. Who else? I had somebody else that got hurt, too. Uh, oh, I had Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy went down with a high ankle sprain. He's lucky he didn't break his leg. 
Um, that was in, against the Giants too, actually, that he got injured in like the right. second half. He had a very classic right. type of high ankle sprain injury where his foot got caught up underneath him as he was being tackled. Had some like right. a kind of rotational component to the injury. Had to get carted off the field. Uh, luckily, nothing broken, but they're saying it's a high ankle sprain. Sounds like at least four to six weeks. I would not be surprised if it goes more. A lot of guys have had this problem in the past. The biggest thing with these high ankle sprains is a lot of guys come back way too soon because they're feeling good and they think they can, and then they end up with a setback. So take your time, Jerry Judy, if you're listening. Don't rush back. I need you probably more to the end of the year than I do now. So correct. take my advice. <laughs> but this is one of the reasons when we were talking the draft, I said, go get the lineman for Cincinnati. Don't get the receiver. <laughs> because, because it's all good that you can throw and you can throw deep. Yep. However, you can't do it from your backside and your quarterback was just injured severely and you need him standing upright. This is true. This is true. Speaking of quarterbacks who were injured severely, Joe Burrow did play. He looked pretty good. I think he was doing all right. I mean, he had a nice little pass to his former collegiate teammate there. Um, Correct. What's his name? I forget his name. Uh, who? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Now, now I'm trying to think of his <laughs> I name. I can't keep track of all these guys. I got a lot of stuff going on. But... Um, but, yeah, he looked pretty yeah. good back there. Looked comfortable. I think he's wearing a brace. He, he is... did, and he looked horrible all preseason. Yeah, right. It's amazing what the a little meaningful action can do. You know. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner some guys are just kind of working out some kinks and experimenting a little bit in the preseason so you don't really get the the full gist of what they're going to be Cause, but uh because he was dropping multiple balls in the preseason yes like, he was he pe- had some pretty people were ugly like, drops too didn't he <laughs> people are like it, is he ready for last bowl? <laughs> Is is he seriously ready? Cause he's looking like worse than my fifth grader. Oh, Jamar Chase, that's who it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, uh yeah, he had like a little bit of case of alligator arms, I think, too, coming across yeah. the slot a few times. Yeah. In the preseason, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. But good for Burrow. I'm happy to see him in there doing well. One of the many ACLs. That I'm, I'm glad to see Burrow doing well. And I'm glad to see Chase doing well. Because when you get picked that high. Yes. And you don't go out and get that lineman. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. You wonder how long this is sustainable. Correct. Uh, that, that could put, right. Like, and and good thing. I mean, so the thing that always worries me too is like, how much is this dude going to have to start scrambling? Right. Coming off an ACL, the last thing you want your quarterback scrambling out of the pocket and having to potentially right. get hit and knocked down and suffer another injury. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks being injured, I thought Dak played really well last week. And I had said right here on this show, which airs every Thursday at 7, that he was going to have a good game. And he looked like he's going to be the Dak of old. And he, he showed out, I thought, showed up and showed out for that Thursday night game. What do you think, Ryan? He showed up and showed out. But the interesting thing we found out during that game, and I'm sure you watched this, Brian, is every two weeks he has to have an MRI. Of the of the shoulder or his ankle? Of of the shoulder. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, that's the funny thing. Like, watching that game when it started in the first quarter or so, I it did right. look like he was struggling a little bit to throw that ball. Like I felt like he might've lost a little velocity. Like, and w- that's what they've been talking about that. He's kind of have like this like they, dead arm. Like they talked about that at the beginning of the game. Yeah. They were saying every two weeks. So throughout the season, every two weeks, there has to be an MRI on that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I gotta like, be honest, I'm not even sure what that that's all about. I'm not sure what they're looking for specifically. I, I don't know. But my thing was this, like, if you come to me, yes, I'm a professional athlete. Yes, I want to play. But if you come to me and say every two weeks, I got to do an MRI, I think I'm like, I think I'm sitting this one year out and recovering. (laughs) Well, because an MRI every two weeks is crazy. Well, I mean. What I'm thinking of, if I'm him, is like, what the hell are you looking for, A? And B, why haven't you found it yet? Like, what right. is going to be there two that, weeks from now that's, that's not there point. now, like, right? Like, if That's my whole point. Like, yeah. So if you have to do that much work, clearly I'm not ready to go. <laughs> clearly I should be sitting and somebody else should be playing because clearly something's going on and we need to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's, if it's that problematic that your team physicians or whoever are recommending you get an MRI for two weeks. Like that's like that. First of all, that's not standard practice of care. Like, I don't know what they're doing with that. Like we don't typically do that for any, and my body's my whole business. So one year of sitting out's not going to kill me if it figures everything out. Listen, they, they got the MRI in the preseason when he was having all these problems and it was clear. That tells me enough right there. Now, you can have, like, there are uh, things that are described as, like, a dead arm syndrome. And right. like, you see it a lot in baseball players. You don't always see it in football players. But sometimes it could right. be related to neck problems and or nerve issues coming out of the neck right. that affect the shoulder and give you this kind of dead arm kind of feeling. And right. I just don't understand why... I mean, if that was the case, they would have found it. So I'm not really sure what, what that's all about. But I thought, hey, I th- despite that, I thought he looked really good. It didn't seem like the ankle was an issue, and I didn't think it would be. And I think he picked up pretty much right where he left off last year. He had a great game. Uh, it was a great game to watch. It was very entertaining, I thought, for an opening night football contest for this year. It was pretty fun. Came down to the wire. Couldn't ask for a better Thursday night game to open the season right. up. 
I think people expected Tampa's defense to be better without realizing it's still week one. And while they probably may be one of the best defenses in the league, they still have to develop some chemistry with live bullets. Yeah. Well, I think, did they lose one of their cornerbacks, if I'm not mistaken, to an elbow injury, which I think may come back to haunt them? Um, Jason, um, we're speaking about the Niners, correct? Uh, No, no, no. We're talking about Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, they did. They they lost lost, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Bunting. Yeah. He had a pretty nasty Um, elbow And you know what? Going in, they they were... um, you know, it was it was it was heavily discussed how this is the first team in, in the Super Bowl era to bring back all 22 starters, um, and now you lose Sean Murphy, Murphy Bunting, and coming into the season, you actually lost um, your starting safety. I believe the name was Jordan Whitehead. Um, you can you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but you lose your starting safety. So now that chemistry that we're talking about, right? That chemistry starting right. to fall apart. But um, see, I don't think it's necessarily about falling apart. Hurt. I think it's more. It's week one. We have to find that chemistry again. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's we have to find that chemistry again, and now we got to find the guys to replace these. Um, you know, these these players that are out. And Sean Murphy Bunting. You know, he's he's no premier corner, but still a starting corner in the NFL, and and two starting corners in the NFL is hard to come by. Right. Um, and then you're talking about you're talking about a safety. Um, that 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 was a Super Bowl safety and made big play after big play in the playoffs. So now you got to find another guy to step in there. Uh, so can Tampa Bay repeat? And I think I think that's the question that a lot of people are asking. Not just I, the the realistic possibility of repeating, right? Because Kansas City had in the last season was supposed to be the best team in the NFL, and even they didn't repeat. Yeah. So, but but I think I think they can repeat. I think they, they will take. I think, I think it they repeat, will yes, but. take a lot of time to get that chemistry together, mm-hmm. but they have the time to do it. I think the question, well, the, I think you got you to gotta separate the question is, can they repeat? Yes, but will they repeat to me is, I think the answer is, uh, I'd have to say no right now because history just doesn't, um, you know, portray that they will repeat. Um or that the the percentage of them repeating is even is even slim, right? Because all, all throughout sports history, um, some of the greatest teams have fallen by the wayside and and didn't repeat or didn't uh, even go back, right? Because um, a lot of times when you see these Super Bowl, you, you talk about the Super Bowl hangover all the time. Um, I, like me being a Philadelphia fan, Philadelphia after they won their Super Bowl was supposed to have no holes on their team. I, I even seen a report on NFL.com where they were doing a, a mock draft and Philly was projected to be mocked out of that 32 spot. Um, and another team was supposed to move up. And that team actually happened to be the Ravens and the Ravens moved up and got Lamar Jackson. But that was because Philadelphia was projected to have no holes. And now just a couple seasons later, they're already rebuilding. Right. So I think the, the Buccaneers, I don't think they should be the, the outright favorites just because of, you know, like history doesn't show. But I think part of what we're missing when we speak specifically on the NFL is a lot of the hangover is more for teams that lose the Super Bowl because there are a lot of teams who have won the Super Bowl who have gone back to the Super Bowl. 
actually, I disagree. When when you hear the word hangover in the NFL, I've always attributed it to the winning team having that Super Bowl hangover and not being able to bounce back from that. Like, um, you know, like the Ravens, when the Ravens won against the 49ers or when the Broncos ended up winning against the Panthers or when the, um, you know, you, you go even further back when the Steelers beat the Packers or and then when the Packers beat the Cardinals, like those or when. Yeah, yeah, I had that right. Um, the when the Steelers beat the Cardinals, my fault. And then when the Packers beat the Steelers, right? They, um, you know, those teams. The, I mean, the the Packers haven't been back to the Super Bowl since, nor have the Steelers, or the Ravens for that matter, or the Broncos, right? So that's I've always attributed the word hangover to the. No, the, the Steelers have. No, they. I don't think they haven't been back since. The Steelers had the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Right, they had the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. They won, having and, and they won. They went the next year, right? They went the next year. So that you're right. right. Yeah, absolutely right about that. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've always, like I said, I've always attributed that word hangover to the winning team, and that's that's just why I don't think. On top of the the injuries to the secondary, the Buccaneers, I just don't think. You know, I wouldn't say it's unrealistic because it absolutely is realistic, and I can't bash somebody if they say that's their favorite. But that's that's not who I got going to the Super Bowl this year. Just looking at the rosters in the NFL. Oh, I'm and, not uh, asking anybody else to have it, but I think it's very realistic. And I think if they get it together, especially on the defensive end, because I think the offensive end we already saw is pretty well put together. That offensive end. Has has it pretty well put together? One of the to, big questions, to, to despite any injuries that may happen. It's always one of the biggest questions and one of the hardest things to do in all the sports is repeat. It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about, man. Like repeat championships are probably some of the hardest things to do. Um, not to mention, Tampa Bay also lost their long snapper with a torn tendon in his finger, has to have surgery. So they have to. That's pretty important spot. Long snapper, it, that guy it is a very important spot. Yeah, <laughs> guys like long snapper myself. It, there it's, you go. It's hard see? To, to snap a, a yeah, snap a no, football. there's an art to it, right? It's like a whole scientific formula and everything. I just actually treated a guy who was a former long snapper in college, and he was telling me all about the in- intricacies of the snap and the technique and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And or a certain place you got to uh, yeah. like, the snapping the ball. Like a lot, a lot of people think a long snap is similar to snapping a football with the shotgun. It's not. No. It takes a different angle and you yeah. got to put a different angle on the ball, put your hand in a different position. Yep. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. He was telling me all about like he knew exactly how many rotations the ball would make when he would snap it. If it was perfect, it would make like X amount of rotations. I was, right. I was blown away. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but yeah. So. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, you know, thanks for you know what, thanks for jumping on with me, guys. Like, it's nice to have people ask some real questions and have some real good conversations, and um, yeah, absolutely, shoot some ideas. And, it's always a pleasure to be here, Brian. Yeah. So, you know, we're building an audience here as we go. I had some people on last week, and we had some conversations. Uh, you know, being the first week, uh, everyone was excited. Uh, injuries are going to happen every week, and it's. As we get closer to playoff time, it's going to be uh, even more important. Uh, a lot of times nowadays, you'll see a lot of reports come out about guys that aren't practicing during the week or, you know, who's questionable heading in the week two or whatever. Uh, I'll tell you that teams will sometimes tread very cautiously the first couple of weeks because they don't want to overdo it and cause problems that last all season. 
So it's not unusual for the first couple of weeks here where well, everyone still has a, a legis, legis, legitimate chance to do something successful for their season and for guys to like take time off and not practice. That's not really the telltale sign of what's going to happen from week to week. What you really want to do is you really want to focus in on the beat reporters reports and see right. what exactly is going on with these guys. Because a lot of times those beat reporters are the ones that have probably the most More access and details, right. About what's going on with these guys. So I don't always put a lot of stock in what you hear coming out of like, um, Shifty Schefter or Ian Rappaport or the, the people. Oh, did you say Shifty Schefter? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> focus more on like your hometown news stations and some yes, of your that's, local That's my reporters. boy Schefter. He uh he gets on our hometown station here in uh, Philadelphia, yeah. 97.5, the fanatic. Yeah. So um, <laughs> but um, you know what? And I'm I'm a little disappointed that I haven't heard um too much about Kenny Galladay's injury um with the Giants from any of the major, you know, reporters. So I, I don't know if if you covered it already, Brian. Um, you know, the Kenny Galladay injury, right. he, he came off, um, you know, he was coming off of an injury, um, last year that kept him out of a big portion of the season. Um, and a lot of people are really hype about Kenny Galladay seeing what kind of numbers he can put up in this Giants offense. Yeah. They called them baby Megatron. I don't know necessarily know if that's the greatest comparison in the world. I can see why. That, people I don't, I don't do. think that's the comparison, but this is one of the reasons if anybody remembers during the draft when the Giants picked up the wide receiver they did, I said that that's a really good pickup. What? I'm sorry? Yeah. Wait, which, that, which that's why when the Kadarius Giants picked Tony? up the wide receiver Kadarius Tony, oh, that was Kadarius one Tony. of the reasons I said it was a good pickup. Because oh, we didn't because we didn't know about the injury and how yep. injured well, he would be. We also knew we had one receiver who's one. We knew Shepard's one hit away from out of the NFL. <laughs> so, given all of that, that was a really good pickup. Well, I push back on just just on this part, Sports Rumble. I agree, it was a great pickup, but for a different reason. If you're looking for for a, a stable receiver that doesn't have injury history, you're not looking for Kadarius Tony because Kadarius Tony has an extensive injury history. Okay, I, I'm not saying he does. Lost, lost, lost my breath there, but <laughs> Kadarius Tony does have an extensive injury history, and it, it is also another receiver that people are really, really worried about his body and can he stay healthy in the NFL. Yeah, but I love him for the simple fact that. He's a straight speed urchin, a speed demon, mm. whatever word you want to put behind speed. And can can like Kenny Galladay, don't get me wrong, Kenny Galladay is like a DK Metcalf type, right? Where he's really he's a big body receiver who can stretch the field. But now you put uh Kadarius Tony, who's more of a a, a perfect NFL comp to him, not to say this is who he's gonna be, but like a Tyreek Hill type where he's a gadget receiver, you can move all over the formation and be able to plug and play him anywhere along, you know, from from X, Y, and Z and have him run go routes in any route in the playbook to open up the field for a young quarterback like Daniel Jones or young running back like Saquon Barkley and a young receiving court that yeah. the Giants have. Yeah, you right. bring up good points. And, you know, I, it's funny that you bring it up now because I haven't really been asked or um, covered uh, Galladay's injury. And from what I've been reading and what I did hear, it sounds like he was dealing with some type of hip thing last year, but then this year in the preseason developed a new hamstring injury. Whether or not it was on the same side, I don't know. But if you've ever listened to my podcast and you've ever listened to me live, 
Whenever I come across the topic of hamstrings, I say the same thing all the time. Hamstring injuries suck. They're like one of the worst injuries you could have as a professional athlete. They are nagging. They take a long time to get better. And even a really mild uh, hamstring strain can be really debilitating and take forever to get better. And the problem often too with these is they're really hard to treat. Like there's only so much you can do um, aside from giving yourself time to just heal uh, to really get these things better and speed up the healing process. So it's a, it's a real fine line that the medical staff and the athlete has to walk in order to push themselves to get better, but at the same time, give themselves enough time to recover and rest. So um, it, it, it's not good. Uh, yeah, I can tell you Austin, um, who am I? Uh, I'm sorry, not Austin. Yeah, Austin, uh, Austin Eckler, the running back from uh, the uh, Chargers, dealt basically missed like a third of the season last year, maybe even more because of a nagging hamstring injury that just did not get better. And I can tell you that for a fact because I had him on my fantasy roster, which is another why, reason why I'm so bitter when it comes to running backs this year. Um, and I got burned because of it. And uh, so, you know, I think, did he play on Sunday against the Broncos? I don't even remember seeing him out there. He did play. You know what? And he actually didn't do too bad. I'm going to pull up okay. his numbers right now. That's good. Speak. That's encouraging. Because... um. Oh, give me one second. Yeah, I'm pulling is. up his numbers now as we speak. But you know what? He actually didn't have a bad game because um, I have him on a few of my rosters. Let me see here. I got well, that, him right well, that's here. encouraging to hear that because the one thing that will often happen is guys will come back way too soon from those hamstring problems. And uh, we've seen it. We've seen it before. And then they end up right back where they started from square one and then end up missing and several weeks. So PPR um, format, he gave you 16 and a half points, okay. which is solid, right? Yeah. Solid for a number two running back. Uh, I could have used that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. actually didn't have a bad week. Um, Larry, uh, was, was Larry Roundtree, right? The rookie mm-hmm. running back um, for uh, the Chargers actually only took away eight carries from him. So, uh, you know what? That's not too bad. I'll take, uh, I'll take Austin Eckler in that situation. And uh, and I'll, I'll keep riding him the rest of the season with with that hamstring. I was a little pissed last year. I won't lie at the um at uh, him being injured because I I thought I had a championship roster in, in one of my leagues. Yeah. And Austin Eckler completely derailed my team. Yeah, yeah, he derailed me very much so. But uh, you know, I'm, and you know, so, I ended up selling him. I'm disappointed <laughs> about that actually. Yeah, I now. did drop him at some point too. Uh, but you know, Galladay is coming off a similar injury. It doesn't sound like it was nearly as significant. Um, the advantage that you have with the preseason is that a lot of times these injuries occur during practice and not during the game. So they tend to be a little bit milder than they may have been otherwise, which also gives them a little bit more time to rest because you're not having to suit up for games. So um, I, I, I don't know, though. Like I said, hamstring injuries are very difficult to gauge. Uh, it really depends on the severity of them uh, at the time of the injury and whether or not these guys are, are back to at least 85% of what they were before. And it's hard to sometimes measure that. It really just depends on a lot of um, subjective um, criteria, meaning how they feel and not so much how they look. <laughs> uh, if they tell you it hurts or sore or you, they felt a twinge, you got you to gotta believe them and go with that and take it easy. Because uh, as, as, I, as we just provided examples, like it's, it's one of those things that it will hinder your entire season if you don't adequately treat it initially and get better before really pushing it. So... We'll see how uh, Kenny Galladay does. Um, I don't know. Is he suiting up tonight? I think Galladay is suiting up tonight. Galladay is suiting up tonight. But, 
he is sitting up tonight. But damn, Doc, I'm almost wondering to myself, why why didn't I come to you? And I'm I was at the batting cage the other day, and I'm sitting there having, uh, you know, hip, hip or not not hip, um, elbow little elbow pointers, uh-uh. where I'm I'm swinging the bat, getting a sharp pain right right there in the uh, in my elbow. And I'm like, man, <laughs> here you talk all these injuries. I'm like, you know, I should have been coming in here. <laughs> well, my time in Philly was brief. I was only there for about two years, way back in the day. Lived in Manioc, oh, yeah. which I heard was underwater during. Uh, the most recent storm that passed through. Um, so oh, that's man. unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but I did get my master's degree uh, over at Temple University. I enjoyed uh, my two years there, and I got to see some really good college basketball, which was very entertaining. So uh, I enjoyed my time in Philly, but I'm a New York guy uh, through and through, even though I live in North Carolina now. Um, <laughs> you won't, uh, you won't hear, me, hear me rooting for the Panthers, uh, although I, I appreciate the hometown teams, you know? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. The Panthers got got a little bit of their own injury thing going on. Yeah, well, the, uh, I mean, they're in better yeah. shape now that they got McCaffrey back, but you know, um, yeah. that was a McCaffrey was doing McCaffrey things on Sunday. <laughs> yes, he was, and uh, you know, <laughs> I knew he was going to be back to normal. He they they treated him very well. I have to say, they he had a high ankle sprain. He missed a lot of time, but that's unfortunately what you have to do with high ankle sprains. So, well, when you bring up the word high ankle sprain, right, and you're saying missing a lot of time, right, sports yeah. rumble, you might think of a player that just got hit with a high injury uh, sprain, a high injury or high ankle, my, my, my bad, high ankle sprain, and that's Jerry Judy. Yeah, we briefly um, mentioned it earlier. Like, okay. Yeah, I think like you might have gotten kicked off or something with your internet before. And that might have yeah, been Yeah, I did, I did get it. kicked off. Um, it looks like, from, from what I heard, four to six weeks, correct? Uh, that's optimistic. Uh, very optimistic. If it's a mild one, he might be able to do that. Um, uh, it looked pretty nasty. He, it looked like he really escaped really serious injury. It looked like he was in jeopardy of possibly fracturing his ankle, but didn't. Um, just because I, I happened to be watching that when it happened and saw the replays. So I knew right away that oh, yeah. it was definitely significant and then watched him get carted off the field. You know, the first yeah, inclination is that, you know, maybe he, he broke something, but turns out uh, x-rays were negative and it was just a high ankle sprain. Not that that's any better sometimes because the most common thing is with the high ankle sprains, and we know this throughout sports, um, is that they're often misdiagnosed. It's sometimes difficult to know or differentiate a high ankle sprain from a, a low ankle sprain, but they are treated very differently. The timetables to bounce back from them are very different. High ankle sprains generally take a little bit longer. With most low ankle sprains, some guys can be back within a few weeks, sometimes uh, four to six. High ankle sprains sometimes take a little bit longer, sometimes more like the six to eight week range. And for some guys, even longer. Saquon had this this year before he tore his ACL, missed about four weeks, came back, looked terrible, right. then ended up missing like another two weeks before he finally came back. Um, Correct. McCaffrey had this last year, sat out for like eight weeks and looked great when he came back and then injured his shoulder, unfortunately. So... Um, you know, if you're going to treat this, you usually err on the side of caution and take longer to let them get back than you do rushing them back sooner. So i uh, optimistic for Jerry Judy to say he's going to be back in four to six. I hope so, because I have him on my roster. <laughs> and I was really looking forward to some big yeah, things so this year. I actually <laughs> just ended up benching him, unfortunately. Yeah, I had to actually, put him on IR. So. <laughs> I benched him for Sterling Shepard over DJ Chark. I'm not sure how good of a move that was, but. <sighs> yeah, hard to say. Hard to say. Um, you know, Sterling, like like Ryan said, I think Sterling Shepard, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced after one week that this dude's like all of a sudden going to have a breakout year because he's shown flashes before. As a Giants fan, I've watched him throughout the years here. Uh, we'll see what he does uh, on a more consistent basis. Um, and he's been yeah. known to get injured from time to time as well. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. How, how do you guys feel about um, Darius Slay? You know what, Brian Scott? If, if, if I'm going off, my, my man, this is my first time ever actually listening to you. So if I'm going off topic here or I'm not following the protocol, just let me know. <laughs> no worries. But <laughs> how do you guys feel about um, Darius Slayton and the Giants offense being, a, you know, the, essentially the third third or fourth receiver, depending on where you see Kadarius Tony at? I, I, I really like him. The one person in that lineup I don't like is Ingram. Well, honestly, if I could get the right trade for him, for the tight end, I I would make the right trade for him. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately for the Giants, this dude, uh, along with having a case of the drops, has also had a case of the injury bug. I mean, he's been hurt routinely Correct. and significantly for the last two, three years going running here and but, missed significant time. But last, but last year's case of the drops just was like... It was bad. Like it hits him right in <laughs> yeah. the hands and yeah. it's like... Yeah, it was bad. Man, yeah. Yeah, if you I, don't catch that... <laughs> I, I don't have any... Um, I can't make any excuses for him on the injury front on that one that he's going to have to do that on his own because I can't explain that. It was just pure drop um, after drop after drop. But, uh, you know, King, can I call you King? Is that how you go? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, You know, I Slayton, man, the guy has shown uh, that he can ball. I mean, he's connected on some pretty big plays since he got into the league with Daniel Jones. Um, maybe they should be taking some shots down the field with him more often. I don't know. Maybe he's just not utilizing. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking Darius Sleep might be the, like, when you're talking about third, like that third receiver in the NFL, Darius Sleep, it might be like, just, just receiving course, right? Might be top five third receiver, the top five number three receiver in the NFL. I, th- I honestly think Darius Sleep is better than a lot of these third corners. And I think if the Giants would get him the ball more and put the ball in his hands more and let him use his speed and his athleticism to work on some of these nickel corners, I think Darius Slayton could could make a big impact in that New York offense. Yeah, I, I think he's very underappreciated and very um, undervalued throughout the league, but that's a product of the Giants and their system and the fact that Daniel Jones just hasn't been able to get him the ball like he should be. <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate saying that because I'm yeah. a Giant fan, but it's true. I mean... The guy has shown some flashes. Um, you throw the ball up there, uh, there's a good chance he's probably going to run underneath it and get it. Um, yeah, it, it, he's, it's the, he's got the skill. And they got him in a really sweet draft pick, too, man. They got him, like, right. later rounds, right, if I'm not mistaken? like Yeah, I believe he's a fourth-round draft yeah. pick. I can pull it up really yeah. quick, but I believe he's a fourth-rounder. I think round. he's a fourth-rounder. So. And my, that's my thing. Like, I don't think Daniel's crowns are someone who's Daniel as they are the system. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that always plays a part in it, right? I mean, he's a young quarterback still, what, third year in the league, second, third year in the league. I mean, he's going to do what the organization, the coaching staff wants to do. Uh, What, you know, his play is a direct result of the game plan and the playbook. Um, Right. You know, you hope that he can go a little bit off script every once in a while and make a play here and there. Uh, but that, but that's the thing. Does he does he have 
the okay from the coaching staff to do so. Right. And that's, that's a big question. And I don't know if we, if, if and that's we something say, we yeah. can't answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, especially at this juncture of the season. Cause there anyway, are some right? I mean, quarterbacks in year three who have that green light. Right. Okay. If you see X go off script and there are other guys who don't have that green light. I think the only time he might is if he's scrambling. But how often does he do that? There's no, they don't have many set plays for him to scramble until they get near the goal line. The problem is right. they, have, they don't get near the goal line. Right. So it's and like, like for everybody who wants to talk about, oh, Daniel tripped on the yard marker and this and that, I wish he would trip more on the five. Because <laughs> guess what? If he tripped more at the five, oh, we'd be scoring like crazy. <laughs> That's true. We'd be in a better field position for sure. Like, like, like come on now. Let's keep it a bug. Let's yeah, be real. I hear you. I just don't know if Daniel Jones, and like a lot of people, and this is stating obvious if he's the right quarterback um, for the New York Giants, right? Because, I mean, coming out of college, right, where is he drafted? Fifth overall, I believe. Six. Um, six. Was yeah. it six? Six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, six overall to the uh, to the Giants, right? Coming out of Duke, he wasn't even the most talented person. No. Um, talented quarterback in that draft class. There were guys that were projected to be taken over him. And, and for, I don't know why, but for some reason, my brain is moving really slow right now. And I'm blanking on the other quarterbacks that went after him. Wasn't Josh Daniel, Allen one of them? Was Josh Allen one of them? I thought he was. I, it was, was, I don't but... think Daniel Jones was in that draft class. I oh, think no? it was oh. that draft class was Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and they all went before uh, him, Lamar right? Jackson. Yeah, uh, Sam but, Darnold and Baker went before Josh Allen. Lamar went after him. But, and I think there was another quarterback. But I don't too. know. I don't look where Sam Darnold is now. Sam Darnold's on his second team, and, and well, yes, well, part, uh, yes, part gonna, of that part of that is the Jets organization. A, a large part of that. I will grant you that. But I don't know that Sam was the right kid for the Giants organization. If who? And I honestly think the Giants probably made the right pick at the time because David Cutcliffe, if you look at the roster of quarterbacks that he has helped develop... That 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 is a crazy list of quarterbacks he has helped develop. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think Daniel Jones was in that Sam Darnold draft. I think he was in the year after. Yeah, I'm looking Sam it up now. Uh, Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick that year. The only guy that really was of any significance was Dwayne Haskins, and we all know how that turned out now. So, kind of right. redeems Gettleman a little bit at least. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably would. I, man, are you? That's the only other quarterback, man. I could have swear that quarterback was top heavy too. That draft no. was top heavy with quarterbacks. Uh uh-uh. uh. And you got to remember, you got to remember the only reason Washington even took Haskins was because he fell to fifteen. No, but, it wasn't. No, it wasn't because he fell to fifteen. Well, it was it, Washington was actually thinking about moving up to grab a quarterback regardless. Well, that was when Alex Smith got hurt. Right, but the reason, the real reason they drafted Haskins 
was because Haskins and Daniel Snyder's son went to the same high school. Um, okay. That was the ultimate decider of going to get Haskins. Okay. If that's your reason for drafting a quarterback, <laughs> we, we got we got some problems, my man. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Um hey King J in the audience, you wanna come up so you got a question for me? We're gonna probably wrap it this up. No, soon. I don't have a question. I'm... Oh, sorry, I don't have a question. I just was down there, just seen the room and decided to jump in. Anybody on your fantasy team got injured or have an injury oh, no, that I you're don't... not sure what to do with? This is what we're I... here for. For the first year in like three years, I'm actually not playing fantasy football. Wow. You're not the first person I've heard say that this year. What's going on? I thought everybody would be like jumping on the fantasy bandwagon since COVID well, and everything messed up the last couple of years here. But Well, I mean, it all depends on where you hold yeah. sports at. You, know, you get no, what I'm I saying? Hear I hear you. But, but no, nah, I, I don't know. I seen this. I seen the room in, in my hallway and was like, hey, let me jump in and see what y'all are talking about. Well, welcome anyway, even though you're a little late to the party. That's okay. Uh, we're going to be doing this every Thursday at 7 before the Thursday night game. Um, okay. You're listening to me, Brian Scott. I'm a host. I got my own podcast called The Injured List. I'm a licensed healthcare professional working in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine for the better part of 20 years. We're going to be wrapping this up here soon, but tune in next week and bring some friends, especially any ones that are doing some fantasy because I'm sure they're going to have some injuries I, on their roster. I believe uh, you know. I was in a room here with Chris J earlier. What's going on, my man? I believe he's <laughs> talking basketball. Yeah, we was. We was. And I, na- I now yeah. know why this was in my hallway. Um, right, because Kashana, <laughs> no, because Kashana, um, well, Socorro does um, Monday show, a Monday a show on Monday for the post. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I see, followed I the house. That. I followed the house on Mondays. I think at seven o'clock, Socorro does a weekly show as well. So that's why this was in my hallway. Okay, she does. Yeah, we were. I was actually on there Monday. We were. I chimed in toward the end. We were talking about Cam Newton not being picked up by another team, and everyone's kind of giving their opinions about what they thought was the reason behind that. My yeah. reason, what I think had something to do with it, and a lot of people don't want to kind of attribute this, was his vaccination status. Absolutely. Um, and well, there's I, a good reason I, for that because there's a lot of potential issues that that creates within the organization when you have a guy who's not vaccinated because they're still following a lot of the old um, vaccination requirements and policies that they put in place initially back in 2019 with regards to the guys that are not vaccinated this year. So there's fines to be paid, suspensions to be had, time to miss, and then you have the close contact issues. Guys have to get tested. It's just a whole headache. And And they'd rather not deal with it. And not only that, now there's a a new rule where, uh, let's say, um, the the like they can forfeit games right. this year if they can't be made up. So I'm not gonna. I I personally don't rule that out, but I'm not. I mean, I gotta take I gotta take ignorant Bill at his at his word when he say you know that wasn't because Bill Belichick has at one thing even though he's very he's not very open he's never hit. He's never hid, but at the same token, they can't say that, you know, they let people go because of COVID either. Right. So. No, you'll never hear them say that for sure. And and I, I don't well, think that this was solely the reason why we haven't seen Cam get well, picked up, but I think it's, it's a one big thing, factor. One thing to say, that's why he won't get picked up. It's another thing to say, that's why he was cut. 
No, if they say that's why he'll that because um um I want to say Jacksonville. I think I forgot. I don't know the coach. Ur- but no, said, Urban Urban Meyer said that, and there was Urban an investigation. Right. And there was yeah. a, and there's an investigation currently into going. them. So they can't say they can't they can't give uh COVID as a reason that a player is right. not on. Like whether they get cut or get they, picked up, they correct. cannot say that. They, 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 they can't say there's a reason for being cut. Right. No, there's, a, there's discrimination laws. Right. So discrimination laws prevent you from discriminating mm-hmm. based on the, on medical background. You cannot say, oh, we're not going to pick up somebody because he won't get a vaccine. Right. That's but discrimination. My, right. But my point is, if I'm not saying it, but I'm just not picking you up. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's different. different. Yeah. No, no. no well, I agree with you there. Honestly, though, I don't know if that's entirely true with that vaccination thing either, uh, because I, I can tell you I work in healthcare, and my institution's policy is that all providers have to be vaccinated. It's mandatory. If you do not, you will lose your job. Well, point, is point. it a public they, they, they or a private institution? Because private that institution. Also plays a well, well, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, they can take, they can, they can, your, your institution can do that. Um, think of it. Think of it like this: New York, in in the state of New York, there's now a lawsuit against the state of New York for man, for mandating um, nurses to be vaccinated because. Okay, so it's like this, and and I hate to take the room to this to this place and whatnot. I'm no sorry, <laughs> but um, think about it like this: if if somebody puts a rule in and nobody challenges it, it becomes law. And the laws should automatically kick in for us. But if we all just sit there and take what's being pushed on us, then we're we're willingly giving up our freedom. So at your job, what more than likely happened is they put the rule in and nobody pushed back. So now it's, now it's, I'm not saying it's too late to reverse it, but, you know, because in New York, well, all of the nurses walked out. Yeah. Like all of the, like the whole staff walked out and now there's a lawsuit saying that you can't do it because of, so it's, it all depends on our willingness to sacrifice for what we feel is best. I, I understand what you're saying. And there's a lot of factors at play, you know, one issue with New York and one, well, not an issue per se, but one thing with New York is that a lot of the nursing uh, jobs in New York are uh, with union positions. And this is what takes us back now to the NFL. I'll use that to kind of segue back here. We're dealing with the NFL. They have a collective bargaining agreements. They have union representation. So some of this stuff is probably written down somewhere. And some of this may come down to union collective bargaining agreements and all this other stuff. Yeah. No matter what you may think or what people may say, an investigation is going to go nowhere because the NFL, these organizations are always going to have some other excuse some other way to kind of justify their moves, right? Whether it be financial, whether it be performance, whether it be player conduct, they're mm-hmm. always going to find something. So they'll, even though they'll never admit it and people may point the finger as the vaccine being the reason, um, there's, it's almost impossible to prove. Exactly. And that's really where it kind of ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, and can, the NFL can, right. can Cam still play? I think so. Could he be a valuable asset to a team? Absolutely. Does the vaccine status probably affect his ability to get signed? Without a doubt. 
Is it the reason? Perhaps, perhaps not. We don't know, and we never will. Exactly. But no, and I agree with you. The sad thing I, is I that the guy's not picked up and not playing because he's a joy to watch. I still think he's got a lot of talent. I still think there's plenty of organizations that could use him. Um, I'm not surprised that he's not with New England. You know, we all know Belichick. The guy's, the guy doesn't basically. He's like talking to a brick wall. You never know what the mm-hmm. guy's thinking. You never know what he's going to do next. So it's not surprising to see him release Cam. You know, uh, Cam had a bunch of uh, financial incentives that he had potentially to b- benefit from. And apparently he didn't even hit all those marks last year. So when Bill Belichick is looking at something like that, he might just be looking at numbers and looking at statistics and saying, listen, I got just as good a chance with camp with uh, Mac Jones. I might as well take my shot with him and groom him to be the quarterback. I want him to be, I could just well, be as simple as that, but you know, well, there's always going to be these, you know, innuendos and, uh, you know, stories going on, floating around about why and what if and whatnot. But yeah, um, well, King Jay, not to right cut now. you off, but we got to yeah. end this, man. The kickoff is going to be not soon. A and not a problem. Um, not a problem. We'll definitely be in. That's the air horn. Did you guys hear that? That's the official end. So um, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, once again, this is the oh, Injured List on, Podcast. Your host, Brian Scott. Thank you guys for joining me. And uh, we'll see you next week. Really appreciate it. This is the Injured List Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Or do you know someone who would make a good guest? Want Brian Scott to be on your show? If so, share the podcast with your friends. Or drop us a line and we will get back to you right away. Email us at theinjuredlist411 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.theinjuredlist.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.